Hi, this is Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City, and welcome to the first episode of Jew in the City Speaks. Since I have not had a radio show in many years, I can't say I've never done this because my husband and I actually had a radio show um, at Columbia or Barnard College when we first got married about 14 years ago. I can say I've never done this, but I have not done it for a while. So thank you for coming along on this journey. I always have plenty to say, so um, let's see how it goes on the radio. This has been an exciting week for Jew in the City. We just announced our third annual Orthodox Jewish All-Star Awards on Tuesday. Um, the Jewish community in general has had a lot of negative news of late, a lot of scandalous things in the news, and so we're so thrilled to have something positive to um, give people hope again and give people something good to feel about, um, good to feel about, and. Um, the uh, all-stars that our uh, panel of judges selected this year, which uh, you, the public, nominated, are really an exceptional group. Just to go through them quickly with you, we have Henry Suyeka, um, who is a Forbes-ranked hedge fund manager and philanthropist. Um, BCB Generation creative director Joyce Azria, who is the, the daughter of um, Max Azria of BCB. Uh, BCBG, um, Columbia Law School Dean Emeritus David Schizer, um, and then we also have a Disney animator and director Saul Blinkoff, who's uh, is director of um, Doc McStuffins, worked on Mulan, Pocahontas, a lot of huge Disney films. We have Professor Marta Weinstock-Rosen. She won the 2014 Israel Prize. Uh, she developed a drug to slow dementia caused by Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. We have Yael Federbush, um, a from from birth woman who is an Emmy-nominated producer at Today's Show. She's been there for 21 years. We have Professor Barry Simon, who is a Caltech um, math professor who won the Poincaré Prize in mathematical physics. I don't really understand much of anything that he's done, but it's very prestigious if you understand, and my father did, because he understands math a lot more than I do. Um, and speaking of super smart people, we have uh, Josh Meyer. This kid is unbelievable. Check out his bio. He was fourth place overall for the Intel Prize, um, has won a ton of different prizes, both in science and uh, actually Jewish prizes as well, Jewish history, Chidon Tanakh. Um, our last two are Esty Ackerman, who is a table tennis phenom. This is a girl who got uh, national attention when she refused to play a tournament on Shabbos. Um, and she is a 2016 Olympic hopeful. And then uh, to round up our list is Mindy Pollack. She is the first Hasidic woman in world history to be ele elected and to hold a public position where she's a councilwoman in Montreal. So um, really just an exceptional group, very diverse. Um, and we look forward to uh, celebrating with this group. Um, already we're hearing that many of the all-stars from this year and from the previous years plan to be there on December 2nd, um, where we're going to, uh, you know, kind of in a pre-Hanukkah type of celebration, um, you know, honor them and um, watch a short video and, um, and really remind ourselves why being observant is um, something that adds to our lives, something that is freeing, um, even as we have restrictions, that we have room for self. These are all of the themes that we like to talk about here on Jew in the City and um, connecting with these people who have excelled and succeeded in such a diverse way um, allows us to tell that story and share that story with the world much more than Jew in the City could just do by herself, since I'm just a little radio host over here. Um, 
Joining us today on the show is actually uh, one of our previous all-stars. Um, he was uh, from 2012, and the New York Times said, if you picture Stephen Colbert with a beard and a hat, you've got our uh, guest today, which is Mendy Pellin. Mendy Pellin is a Hasidic comedian and filmmaker who has transformed the face of Jewish entertainment. His stand-up has been seen all over the world, from yeshivas in Brooklyn to The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. First of all, how did he get that gig? I wanted to do that too. While juggling his entertainment career, he found time to attend yeshiva and become an ordained rabbi at 21. More recently, he partnered with J Brand founder Jeff Rudes to form Jubelish, a comedy brand that embellishes Jewish culture. He's garnered millions of views on YouTube with his satirical take on current events. He's also worked with a wide array of fellow celebrities from Avraham Fried to Brad Pitt. You don't often hear those two names going together. Mendy currently lives with his wife Shalamis and three kids in Los Angeles. He often partners with other celebrities, notably Larry King and Michael Strahan, to benefit a wide array of philanthropic causes about which he is passionate. So we feel so fortunate that Mendy will be schlepping in from L.A. to MC our event um, and bring his hysterical comedy um, to the event and to you know make the awards more exciting. And um, anyway, so um, we're going to bring Mendy up onto the line today. Hello, Mendy Pellin. Hey, great to be on your very first uh, radio show, Allison. Thank you. Uh, thank you for making world history with us uh, in this moment. Um, so how, how are things going? How are the holidays? Thank God. Baruch Hashem. Very nice. Uh, I, my kids put together the sukkah over here, and I helped them a little bit. And, okay, I, saw, um, I saw you had a, a sukkah video that you were in, right? Something with... A sukkah on a bicycle? Did I see this online? Yes, yes. It was about a. Uh, it was like a parody or a cover song to uh, sukkah. Um, you know, sukkahs falling down from the Beatles. Ah, nice. And um, so we did a, a lot of filming with sukkahs falling down. And well, what's the real version? One, what, what else is falling one of the down? sukkahs that was falling down? A little behind the scenes here. Um, it was a, it was called a petty sukkah attached to a bike. So we're driving around um, campus, the Illini campus, and shaking little of an escrow with people. So we wanted to get the we wanted to get me falling down. Nice. So we kind of rigged the thing that it would kind of tilt a little bit, and hopefully the schach would come down. And when I went on there. Uh, I held on to the frame, was ready for it to tilt, and it tilted, 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 and boom, it, it came crashing down on the floor. In a good way or right. a bad way? Is that what you wanted to happen, or it was too much crashing? No, no. No, it was, uh, we, we had some, uh, some nice injuries over there. Oh, no, because... Um, but it was a great shot. As a true filmmaker, I, I uh, jumped up, and I went straight to the camera to check if we got the shot, and then I got all, all the bandages and ice Excellent. and stuff. You, yeah. you have to, always for the cause, you have to, uh, you know, just smile through it. Yes, yes, exactly. Wait, so when... Anyway, enough about, about me. This is very exciting. The, uh, um, the JITC New All-Stars. It's exciting news, right? I'm saying we're we're keeping the the uh, you know the tradition going. We're we're keeping sure that you're with a an impressive group of people each year. So um, yeah, we're uh, and and you're coming in to MC our event in a few weeks, which uh, 
I was reading your bio and, you know, you're working with Larry King and us and, you know, we, we feel very uh, fortunate to, uh, to be able to do that. So can I just want to talk a little bit about you, you know, to get people excited that they're going to get to hear about you. Um, I don't know if I ever actually heard your story. How, how did this nice Hasidic boy get on YouTube, get into filmmaking, you said, as any, you know, great filmmaker does? Um, and then you explained before how that's not a very common thing. So how, how did this journey begin for you? I started, I guess my first, my first kind of film was I was doing a, a camp for orphans in Ukraine, and, and I wanted to make a, uh, you know, silly video, so I, I traveled around Ukraine as if I was homeless. How long ago was and this? This was, uh, was it about 12 years ago, 10 okay. years ago. And I traveled around Ukraine. I did everything from try to hitchhike to um, trying to get um, a shower. So I went into, uh, like, right in the center of town, they had this big fountain. I went in, the, went in the fountain and put shampoo on and took a shower. I did a bunch of interesting things that the kid, kids really enjoyed. And we posted the video on the camp website and after the summer, just, you know, as a thing. And that video really went viral. It went all over the place. Now, this is before, um, this is before YouTube, pre-YouTube. Wow. So that, I mean, look, look, you really are one of the founding uh, people. If you were making viral videos even before viral existed, that's, that's good. It gets you up. Okay, so continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, it's funny you mention it. When I I did a, um, I was a producer for a couple of years on the Chabad Telethon, and the first year that I came there, Rabbi Kunin Senior, he he went around introducing me to all the celebrities over there, and he always introduced me. He's like, "This is the founder of a website called YouTube.com." <laughs> That's hysterical. And yeah, everyone that he went over to was like, okay, John Voight's like, oh, that's, that's a pretty, pretty big website. I'm like, yeah, thank God, we're doing well. We're doing well for ourselves. <laughs> no, one, no, one, uh, no one corrected him, but that year I was the uh, founder of YouTube.com. Wow. Add it to your bio, yeah. Mendy. I mean, it's impressive as it is. But um, so, and so how about Jay Leno? You, you got onto The Tonight Show. How, how did you get this gig? This is, um, this is very uncommon for, you know, your average YouTube star, some of us included, are curious how that happened. Um, they just, it was during the writer's strike, in all, in all honesty. So they were desperate to get material on there, and they found me on, uh, on YouTube. They called me up. I thought it was my brother-in-law trying to play a prank. <laughs> and um, so I, I did some silly responses to them. Yeah. But um, it was actually when I got in, and you know the registered email from NBC, I knew that I was an idiot for <laughs> making believe it was a prank call. And uh, yeah, rest is history. I went on there. We went. I went a day before. I hung out with Jay. Wow. And and that was that was nice. He was very hands on because they had the writer strike. Mm -hmm. And 
and that, and and I I actually it's it, it it's a funny story. I'll try to make it short. My neighbor uh, across the street, um, who became religious uh, later on in life, was classmates with Jay Leno in in high school, and she had a yearbook over there. So I I took the yearbook to Jay, and I said, Hey, could you sign a uh, you know, autographed the book, and he was blown away. He was like, "I've been waiting years for like a uh, high school or you know someone from school to say, hey, you remember me?'" And it's never happened. He's like, "This is the first time." He was he got really excited. What else is the point so of becoming famous if you can't you know rub it in the faces of your high school classmates? Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And by the way, in his high school yearbook, it says. Um, I want to be a big comedian, uh, get uh, get rich and retire. That was wow. like his. So, so he really kept to that bucket list. Although he, it was hard for him to retire, but you know he finally did that. Wow. Um, so he right he he right away he's like, what's Vicky's number? You, you gotta you gotta give me Vicky's number. Who currently is uh, her current name is Tzivia Chaya, and um, so I. And I pick up the phone, I call her on her cell phone, and, you know, he's like, oh, give me the phone, give me the phone. <laughs> like, hey, uh, hey, Vicky, remember me? It's, it's Jay, Jay Leno. And uh, she's like, oh, Jay, wow, uh, it's been a while. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm giving my uh, grandkid a bath right now. Did <laughs> you call back later? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, she's yeah. got her priority straight. Look at that. Yeah, but it was nice. They they met later on. He actually wrote in the in the yearbook. Uh, he wrote, "Vicky, I always knew you'd become a Hasidic Jew." That's hysterical. Yeah. Was that was that on her uh, high school thing that she planned to do, or uh, she she did not have such uh, good predictions like him? No, that was not on her. Right, right. right. <laughs> he that, kinda, that, that would he be wild. Crossed out her bio and and filled it in correctly. Right. So um, I feel like I've heard you say this before. You're big into stereotype debunking as part of your comedy, part of your the video making. Is is that a correct assessment? Yes, yes. So, I I always like to. Um, in a lot of videos, I I, I kind of uh, start off getting in the mind of the viewer. Yeah. You know, kind of feeding into the stereotype. Um, Kind of just giving, feeding their train of thought, and then try to surprise them with, you know, breaking the stereotype. So, what what are some stereotypes you believe people have about Hasidic Jews, Orthodox Jews? Uh, there's a lot of stereotypes. Um, they think we're very uh, smelly. We don't shower. We um, have a lot of dandruff and tuck our underwear into our shirt. Uh, we are not friendly. We're cheap. We, um, are bad drivers, which is, which is true in Borough Park, maybe, or as I call it, a double, uh, borough double park. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stereotypes. I could go on and on. No, I I never but, heard the tucking the shirt into the underwear thing, but um, definitely yeah, uh, smelly was one of the ones that I was raised with. Yeah. But what? 
or tucking the underwear into the capata, which is even a little more embarrassing. It, it happens uh, sometimes. We don't all do it. <laughs> the serious thing I'll have to tell you, um, you know, when I was growing up, I only recognize sort of the most ultra of the orthodox because I think other people blended more for me. But I often did feel like a lot of times people just look so serious and so severe. And um, I'm not sure where that comes from, what's that about exactly. But um, I love your humor. Like how, how does your humor play into your Judaism at all? Like, do you find that people think you're too goofy? Do they appreciate your humor? Like, what are your, your thoughts about that? It actually, it surprises a lot of people. I've gotten, uh, when the, um, now I get a lot of Facebook messages and tweets and stuff like that. But uh, back in the day, I got lots of emails from every video, and I think the number one email that I used to get was, wow, I didn't know uh, Hasidic Jews knew how to laugh or had a sense of humor. Um, there is that stereotype of like we're serious, hunched over the book. So, what about in your personal life? Like, what's your personal experience? Do you find that people in your community have senses of humor and laugh? And yes, yes, for sure, for sure. It's um, uh, there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of funny people in my community. They appreciate it and. You know, it's a uh, it's a big part of uh, our culture. I mean, as as I say to to anyone uh, to any of the the people that question what I do is that I say God has blessed us with our sense of humor and five books of really good material. <laughs> and you played Moses once too, right? I'm saying you cast yourself as Moses in one of your videos. Too. Yes, yes. So yes. That's uh, cool. Yeah, and also um, also uh, Avram Avinu. I mean, why not why not start at the top, you know, and just I mean, all stars of the Torah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I did one with Avram where he gets punked um, when he he basically starts uh, this is through a, a Jubelish, my newest uh, project. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that next. So yeah, tell, tell us more okay. about Jubelish. Yeah, so in, the, in this particular video, we filmed uh, Abraham, Avram, you know, he goes up with Isaac to, to slaughter him. It's very emotional. You know, he has this knife. He's crying. He has to do it. He picks up his knife. He's about to stab his tied-up son, and then there's this big angel that... Uh, that comes out behind him, and he's like, "Oh, you got you got punked." That's hilarious. And he's like, "What?" And there's a, a angel camera crew over there, <laughs> and and um, and then there's references to uh, that by the uh, bris, which which Avram, a lot of people don't know, he gave himself a, a bris with a wooden knife, which we didn't we would we didn't want to show that for. Uh, <laughs> A little for too the children graphic at home? for them, the kids out there. Right. Um, so uh, we we kind of alluded to the fact that that the uh, basically the angels run to the to the outside of the tent where he gave himself a bris, and his wife is outside, you know, doing the uh, the laundry, 
and then they realized that they came too late to say that he got punked. Oh no! <laughs> and so then, that's why all Jewish males after him have had uh, brisket. Yeah, because the the camera crew slept in an hour. Does anyone write to you and say this is sacrilegious? How could you? Or do most people get that like you're being funny and and you know having a fun way to tell our uh, you know the stories of our traditions? Uh, both. Most people get it, and and of course there are. Uh, there's some people that uh, say it's sacrilegious. And, we uh, we I met mean, those I people think too. Anything, you, anything that you do that's significant, or there, there's going to be haters out there. You know, hundred percent. I had a little chiddush a couple of years back because you know, as someone that puts yourself out there, it's it's difficult sometimes to take uh, you know the the negative feedback when it comes in. You could get um, a million positive messages, and then you get the one negative one, and it just, ugh, like, you know, sort of cuts into you. But what I was thinking yeah. was that even Moshe Rabbeinu had haters, you know. Um, he was appointed by God himself, and even he yeah. had haters. And what it made me realize is that um, with leadership comes dissent, that once you're going to have a voice there, that the Torah is teaching us that there's no way to, you know, put anything into the world in a significant way without having someone object. And so, you know, my policy has always been to, you know, be close with, uh, you know, people that I consider, uh, that I respect, that I look up to, teachers and rabbis and that sort of a thing, and make sure that the people that I respect respect me um, and, and just sort of realize that it's going to be uh, a reality. So, um, so can you tell me what is jubelish? I was pronouncing it wrong. I was calling it jubelish, but now I know to call it jubelish, so emphasis on the bell. So what, how did this start? What, what is it exactly? What, how, how often are you making videos? Like what's well, a Jubelish is uh, like a, a Jewish lifestyle um, brand website that embellishes on Jewish life. Jubelish, embellish. Uh, I started it with a, a friend of mine in L.A. Uh, his name is Jeff Rudis, who also founded a, a pretty popular jean company, high-end jeans, called uh, J Brand Jeans. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I don't right. think you have a. Do they make Do they make jean skirts? It, huh? Do they make jean skirts? No, not yet. Okay, if you could ask Jeff, we're we're waiting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, his daughter and. Hello. Mandy. Yeah. Oh, oh, hi. Sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was saying that his daughter-in-law makes. Uh, Jean skirts now. Nice. I think they're called seven two seven nine. Oh, seven two like denim. That. I love those skirts. Yeah, seven two denim. Exactly. Oh, That's okay. his daughter-in-law. Yeah. Nice. So they they use the quality of the jean pants and they make uh, skirts from that. So cool. Yeah. So anyway, I got together with him and and we like uh, we like jubelishing, and we decided let's let's just turn turn this conversation into a, a brand and make, make something out of it. So uh, we, made, we made an app to test how Jewish you are. We, um, we made a website. We, um, we make a lot of videos. And, and right now we, we just started a new series called Jubelish the News, where we take current events and kind of Jew-embellish Jew it. Um. What's what's your most popular video of? Is there a most popular video of all times? Is there one that stands out as like this is the one? Yeah, the the most popular Jubelish video right now is Talk Yiddish to Me. Oh yes. 
Yeah. That's okay. You got to look that one up. You know, for yeah. me, I really feel sometimes like a little bit like a loser when I learn secular songs from you or from the Maccabees. I haven't learned them yet. And then it's only because someone has spoofed it, like a, a Jewish celebrity, that I learn it. That's when I'm sort of like, okay, time to drink some more cool juice, Allison. Get with the times. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, religious. I was born born into this, and uh, and so the, the only, uh, the, I, I heard Schlockrock and, and all these, uh, you know, covers and parodies of, of Jewish songs, so later on in life when I heard the original ones, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're copying Schlockrock? <laughs> you know. Hilarious. No, I, just, I grew up with Schlockrock too, and we were singing all about Rashi and, you know, who yeah. was born in Worms and went to Yeshiva. <laughs> no, who was born in France and went to Yeshiva, studied in Worms, and on his return, founded a school and wrote commentary. Everyone knows it's Rashi. And mind you, while we were singing these lyrics, we were eating cheeseburgers. So um, it's an interesting <laughs> thing how how some of this music and some of these, you know, things that grab people where they are and sort of tie into their, you know, pop references, maybe where they can take them later. And I went to Lenny Solomon, who actually played at my bat mitzvah, um, and I, I thanked him for what, um, what they contributed to my family's knowledge because we, we were learning a lot of Torah from those schlock rock songs. So. Nice. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, so you are a 2012 Orthodox Jewish All-Star. You're schlepping across the country for our event. What is it, what did the Orthodox Jewish All-Stars uh, signify to you? What, is, what does it mean? What did it, you know, when you were part of our original video, as you see the, you know, the different classes of All-Stars come out, do you have any thoughts on, you know, kind of why this is important? Uh, well, I, I think that the big deal is that uh, it's very easy to... Be a professional. Get get sucked into your your field of work, and and kind of keep keep Judaism separate. You come home, you do your thing. When you go outside, it's a whole separate thing. And and I have a lot of respect for for people that are true to their Yiddishkeit, true to, to Judaism, and not only not only practice it at home and you know, in, in private, but they make it a, they make it a part of their their work. A, a part they kind of um, show the beautiful side of Judaism to everybody that they know and everyone that they work with. And uh, I think that everyone on your list uh, fits that category. Besides for me, hey, besides for you. <laughs> Um, and then one more final thing where um, it's not so funny. I don't know if you only do funny topics. One of the sort of the issue that we're, we're covering this year as sort of our theme of the All-Stars is sort of the rising anti-Semitism in the world. We have just a couple of minutes to go, but um, I'm not sure if there's a, you know, oh, the question is exactly, but, um, you know, as, as anti-Semitism sort of we see more attacks. And I know Elon Gold, uh, another fellow comedian in L.A., was, um, you know, um, accosted verbally on his way to shul a couple months ago when swastika is being, uh, you know, um, you know, drawn on synagogues and you know all sorts of attacks like that. So um, I guess, do you have any thoughts about you know sort of remaining proud in in our Judaism as anti-Semitism increases? Any? Yeah, sure. Um, w uh, one of the years that I I went to Ukraine to. Um, 
to run the the, the camp for the uh, Jewish orphans there. Um, we were in a city called Yepatoria, and this guy came over to us with uh, uh, this. Uh, he came over to us just generally while we we're in the city. We took the camp for a trip there, and said, "Hey, listen, we don't want any Jews in our town. I'm asking you nicely to leave." And mm-hmm. you know, I just. You know, I just, uh, you know, walked away. And then a few minutes later, I turned to my right, and this guy's launching towards me with a big knife. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, trying to get that into me. And, uh, and uh, you know, I ran away, and then he's, he, we're all wearing the same T-shirt. So then he tries to just go after anyone in camp, camper, counselor, that had the, that, you know the Jewish T-shirt, um, and we we had a, and then some other Ukrainian bystanders uh, joined in with him and uh, like smashed a bottle over another staff member's head, and it was it was a pretty a pretty big eye opener just to see the blatant anti-Semitism firsthand. I, I ran over to this Japanese guy taking a video of the situation. I'm like, do you have a cell phone? to call uh, the police, and he's like, you Jews, you make trouble wherever you go. Oh, my god! It, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was such a, uh, you know, a horrible place, and, and usually you read about it in the news, and, but, uh, you know, seeing it firsthand, you can't ignore it. All right, well, let's, a, uh, let's go and keep on being proud and keep on keeping yeah. on and keep on being openly Jewish. And um, we look forward to celebrating being proud and openly Jewish and uh, proud of our heritage in a few weeks on December 2nd at the third annual Orthodox Jewish All-Star Celebration. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be amazing, the event. Totally. Thanks. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Mendy Pellin, for joining us today. And thank you for joining us on our first episode of Jew in the City Speaks. Please tune in next week, same time, same place. See you later.